Is anybody listening? Slave. Barbarian. Warrior. Governor. Thief. <laughs> Conan. They said you'd come. A man of great strength. Conqueror. One who could crush the snakes of the earth. Of their own deaths. He's evil, a sorcerer who can summon demons. Day of Doom is here! What daring! What arrogance! I salute you. Adventurer of all. The man they call Conan. The Barbarian. Coming to a theater near you from Universal Pictures. Hello. And welcome to a heavy early episode of Cinema de Fromage. As you can see, I'm wearing my Barbarian furs today. <laughs> because it is right now. A minus uh, 18 Celsius outside with the wind chill of minus 29, which for you uh, non-metric folk, that's uh, minus 30 Fahrenheit. <laughs> wow. Oh. So it's heavy cold outside. And when the early morning, when to save on gas, we have the furnace shut off for a while. The house gets very cold. So I've got my, my very hot tea, not scalding, thank goodness. And I am ready to, dis and it's too early in the morning because I decided to stay up and watch your first ha uh, part of your show. Bad idea on my part because now I'm tired <laughs> and grumpy. And why am I grumpy? Because um, I, I had to watch Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> hey, this is baby making weather though. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. Trust me. The only thing that you want to be wrapped up in is a blanket. <laughs> I would figure uh, this is when all the babies are being made, is uh, this time of year. No, 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 no. You, you, you can't stir your drink when it's frozen. It doesn't work that way. So no, that is quite an interesting visual. I know, right? No, no more penguins. Uh, no more extra. Penguins. Oh no, God, no, no more of those. <laughs> Three is more than sufficient. Thank you very much. Well, you need uh, two more for a basketball starting five. So. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. Um, Wow, Arnold Schwarzenegger at his absolute uh, best, right? Yes, the story of a muscle-bound misogynist. Uh, <laughs> and Conan. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, 
Uh-huh. The movie where, you know, who needs names for half your characters when you don't have much dialogue anyway? Because <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I think there's only two names I remembered out of that whole thing. And even then, that's a stretch. There's Conan and there's Thule. <laughs> and I think that's all the names that they have in those, the, for the characters. In it's, fact, uh... if, you look at, if you look at the um, the IMDb, the... Um, the narrator slash wizard is, yes, is listed as wizard slash narrator. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they didn't bother with names back in the ancient uh, past. <laughs> okay, so let's do what we always do. Let's go over the plot first uh, to give you an idea for those who haven't seen Conan. Conan is the story of a muscle-bound, misogynistic uh, guy. Sumerian. Sumerian, yes. Sorry. Sorry, I forgot. That's important, even though they say he's the last of his kind. So I guess that's important. Um, who, uh, as a young child, witnesses the death of his entire family um, to the evil... Um, is it Evon Sur? See, I can't even remember his name. That's how bad it is. It's... Uh, hold on. We'll just call him Evil James Earl Jones. Thulsa Doom. Yeah, Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. As you see, I switched to a much more awake and happier picture there. That's because I had to go double check that. So you'll see me doing that from time to time. And no, it's not magic. It's the magic of uh, me switching to another tab. So, uh, yeah, Thulsa Doom, who um, at first is an evil warrior, but becomes a, a snake cult leader. Not that that really matters. Uh, so Conan, um, yeah, grows up, uh, becomes a slave. Who becomes free? Who becomes a king? Well, that sounds very familiar. Mm-hmm. But um, didn't yeah. Russell Crowe do that in Gladiator? Much better. <laughs> right. I might add, much better, and he had more dialogue too. For <laughs> Wait a minute, you didn't think two thousand and one in with the opening? Mm. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I, well, I, maybe. I mean, you know, when Arnold came on, I thought two thousand and one because it was a lot of like, uh, you know. <laughs> Quiet ape-like action. That <laughs> hey, you know um, Oliver Stone co-wrote the screenplay with with the great John Milius. Wait, it took two people to write all that dialogue. <laughs> really? Well, that one person maybe. one person had to hold the other person's drink. So <laughs> it was important. There's there's only one decent line of dialogue, and even then, <laughs> but hold on. You're a witch. No. No, no, come on. What is best in life, Conan? Crush your enemies, drive them before you, and hear the lamentation of the women. That was his longest bit of dialogue in the entire <laughs> film, and even then, he had a hard time with it. Yeah. So, where were we? Oh, yes, yes, the snake cult. Uh, Conan grows up, uh, becomes free, decides to become a thief for a while, meets up with some other people for no reason but plot. Uh, steals Jewel, turns out is from the same cult leader who wiped out his family and his village. He goes to seek revenge, uh, stab, stab, hack, hack, the end. There was your movie. There's you, f- you forgot movie. the sex. Oh, yeah. You forgot the sex. That's important because yes. I feel well, like we'll that was part that. of the reason anybody watched it. Um, no, uh, well, maybe. Yeah, see, Conan belongs to that weird, weird fantasy genre of big beefy men going around grabbing 
as many women as they can while hacking up as many other beefy men as they can and very little plot but your comic book had lots of boobies in it and that's what drew most of the uh the readership and i guess that would follow uh your viewership to your movie and that formula was repeated over and over and over again in the 80s ad nauseum and to be honest uh i cannot stand that genre i guess it's somebody's male fantasy to be a big beefy guy that rapes his way through the the villages and and kills everything that he doesn't like but uh, uh no nah, it doesn't really work for me anymore i just you know that was never anymore my, well actually you know that was never really my my thing. I never thought that's what I wanted to be. I never, I wasn't one of those guys who watched a Red Conan and said, you know, that's that's where I wish time everything was like it was this barbaric age of hacking and slashing, having got a break <laughs> in your head. If only where we women were could property. all be Sumerians. Uh, yeah, then we could all be dead, right? Except. <laughs> It's the the one thing I can say I like about this movie is the soundtrack, and that's it. It is really good, yeah. It's a good soundtrack to an awful film. It's, I'm sorry. Anyone who's a Conan film, I'm sorry if I'm going to do this, but I hate this movie. I really do. I I remember the first time I watched it, and even as a young, young lad getting a VHS tape for the first time, watching some boobies on tape, it, it didn't do anything for me. I hated it. I really did. I was bored. I was just so bored. Okay, what's not to love about it? You have a man who very early on, he sees his mother being beheaded. Yes. I mean, so, I mean, right there, you know, that, that got your attention, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess that's supposed to get your sympathy right off the bat. Oh, <laughs> poor Conan lost his mom. And then... And then through the magic of slavery, where he's brought to this big giant wheel that he has to push around as a child, he and just to give you an idea, this wheel makes him into the big muscle-bound Conan, which doesn't make sense because I'm thinking if you're endlessly pushing this wheel around, two things are going to happen to you: your your body's going to deteriorate and you're going to go mad. Um, Can I part say of that, that happened? I guess. I mean, the guy came out of there a big psychopathic killer but can, i'm sorry can't yeah. i say this though kind of low-key don't you want that wheel so you can get big and buff like uh Conan? you can't get big no you can't get big <laughs> and buff. push it with that would that is what you call back-breaking work and the worst part of that job is and this is why you'd go insane because if you notice conan was the last one taken off that wheel that wheel did nothing that wasn't <laughs> part of the mining thing they didn't keep putting new kids onto the thing it's like one guy sat there and Worse for worse <laughs> for that guy. There's a guy whose job was to stand on top of that wheel and watch these idiots pushing the wheel around and around and around day after day, week after week, as you saw through different types of weather. Um, yeah, I would have killed them all just so I'd say, hey, they all <laughs> I, I, I can't do this job anymore. There's, See, there's nobody left to push the wheel. See, both, both you so and Jen are parents. You guys could have sold your kids on pushing the wheel to keep the heat going in the house. Well, Could that's the thing. If the wheel had any purpose, I would go, <laughs> oh, that's great. That wheel had no purpose. Like, the movie didn't even give it a purpose. It wasn't like, oh, you know, you're drilling for into the, the ground or you're you're digging up water or something. It's some sort of useful purpose. It's a giant wheel in the middle of 
the desert and it's hooked up to nothing and it's got a big tower and it's like put a lot of effort. They drag these logs into this wasteland and everything, built this big structure for a bunch of guys to push it in circles for no reason. <laughs> so, okay, so, so fan theory here. Go ahead. Maybe what happened was, like you said, Conan actually died at the wheel. And what we see is actually his afterlife. Well, um, if your afterlife is what you make of it, then yeah, this afterlife would suit him because it's a big, stupid, pointless afterlife. Well, there you go. Uh, But I don't think so. I think this is a world where stupid things happen for stupid reasons. Uh, Conan meets all of the people he needs to meet. and he likes the ones he needs to like and don't like the ones he don't need to like uh, for no reason. Uh, he comes across the, his, his buddy, the uh, Arrow guy. Now, what's his name? Please. Love, I cannot remember. What's the character's name? His buddy with the, the porn stash and the uh, bad Sony, Sonny Bono haircut. Um... Yeah. See? This is how memorable these characters are. The, I have to describe You're talking it. about the thief. The other thief, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's call him the other thief. Yeah, the other thief. What's his name? There we go. What's his name? Uh, he's never introduced in the film. They, they introduce him in the second film, right? <laughs> so, they, they actually... They I mean, I'm serious. Film. They actually yeah. wait. They actually introduce him in the second film. They give him a backstory in the second film. And they gave him a name in the second film, too, because I don't think he introduced himself. He's like, I feed me. Why would they want to feed you? I don't know, because I'm, I'm stuck here. Oh, you're my friend now. <laughs> and, and to show friendship in this film, Arnold has to laugh. And that means they're friends. Or he will scowl at you. That means you're enemies. Um, that was it. That was the emotional range of that film. Um, wait, I'm, about to, I'm about to find out. I think yeah, I, you find that. You go look. And then there's yeah. Girl Thief. I can't remember her name either. I'll call her plain face. Plain face. Yes. You, you, want, you want to know how you know that this movie was actually not written really well? Because do you know uh, De Laurentiis' name is on the opening it, titles? Well, okay, His yes. name was uh, Subtoa. Sub, 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 oh, no, uh, Subota. Something like that. Subota? Subota. Tai. Subota. Okay. Yeah, maybe, okay. Maybe by he did Jerry Lopez. In the film. Maybe he did. Arnold never referred to him as that. And I guess, you know, hey, when you get close to people and your friends, you don't sit there and say each other's names every time you talk to them. Like, I don't go, hey, Kente, how are you? I'll say, hey, Kente, how are you doing? But I won't, like, start every sentence with, Kente, what do you think about this? Kente, what do you think about that? Hey, Kente, you just, <laughs> hey, Kente I went to the bathroom the other day. Kente, what, you know. You, so I well, guess the familiarity. If, if you're five, movie, you do. Yeah, in, in, but in movie terms, you got to do that a couple <laughs> of times just so that we get to know the guy's name and go, oh, yeah, that's... Uh, Sabuku, or whatever his name is. Um, they don't we'll, do that we'll, in this film. We'll call him Sudoku. Sudoku. <laughs> okay, uh, wait. Uh, wait. You, I, 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 have to, I have to tell you why you know that this, is, that this was not well-written material. Because uh, they tried to resurrect it, and they used Jason Momoa as Conan. That This oh, was qu- a couple of years ago, right? Oh, I thought and, you were talking about Aquaman. N- uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Because I remember I like, the wheel pushing scene in Aquaman. I like Aquaman, but okay, but let's let's get away from that. No, they they remade Conan, right? And they put Jason Momoa in that title role, 
and even he couldn't save it. Well, no, there's there's nothing of value to Conan. Conan has zero personality except for he kills and takes women. Which is weird because, right. you know, source material-wise, uh, I can't say the book is great. Our books no. are great. And, but, and the comics that... But, were the things that this was really based on because that was what was popular. This was one of the first Marvel movies, by the way, if you think about it, because Marvel had, the, well, I mean, it's supposed to be based on the book, but it was based more on the comics, which were but, based on the book. But it was better. I mean, at least there was a little bit of depth. There's no depth in this. Yeah. None. Yeah. None. Well, it okay, had more lines. So so it's all Conan like, actually spoke. Remember, right. remember the whole thing yes. they go. Conan learned to read and write and do literature. I was like, uh, not this yeah. guy, not yeah. that guy. That guy ain't going to be talking to me about you know the art of war or or even you know any kind of philosophy. Uh, he's just going me stab, uh, and that would be it. <laughs> then he would take my maid and and run off with it. Oh, you know, they, it says Sorry. they it says they considered Charles Bronson, Sylvester Stallone. And William Smith. Oh, Conan? Yeah. Wow. And, and William Smith, the guy who played Conan's father. You're going to get yours. <laughs> the guy who played Conan's father, they considered him as well, William Smith. Mm. Will Smith is Conan? Yeah. William. He'd be likable for a change. Hilarious. <laughs> I think he would have been like Jaden three Smith at the time. Yeah, Jaden Smith. Uh, Jaden Smith is Conan. Well, you know, uh, my Jaden Smith face. But the, <laughs> but but you know, but there are okay. So so I I don't want to jump ahead too far here, but there okay. there are some. <laughs> <Can> you... <laughs> There's not Conan without getting to the end of the movie. Conan real fast. Kills, bad guy. The end. That's all that movie is. But go ahead. The, there are some there are some very memorable scenes in this in this movie. Uh, memorable in the sense that okay, so I was a kid when I watched this, and there are certain. Uh, indelible sort of scenes in my head about it. Okay, um, which ones? Well, one of them was when uh, God, it's so goofy. I mean, it's like ridiculous when I see it now. But when they break into the harem, yes, uh, it was such a ridiculous, over-the-top scene. But it, but but it was very <laughs> memorable. When you say to somebody, "You know the harem scene," everybody knows it. Boobies. Yeah, and right. Movies. Well, and and also the ridiculous snakes. The, the snake. I mean, I feel like they may have been. I just really cool characters. You see two snakes looking at each other. Uh, yeah, they must be evil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and then and then there's and then there's this. This is uh, one of my favorite scenes. Here we go. Oh, in his slave day. Dialogue, by the way. Uh, is this? Uh, is, would you consider that a kind of uh, homoerotic there? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess somebody might get off on that. I don't know who. Yeah, you, you know, it's weird. It, 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 it almost. Oh, God, it's so strange to even say this. In, in retrospect. It, it feels really weird to watch this as a, a thinking adult and not as a kid, because as a kid, I think you overgeneralize stuff. As a kid, 
it didn't. It, what was the rating on that? If I remember correctly, it wasn't PG. No, it wasn't. This was one of those VHS things. So this movie was not made for kids. Well, okay, as a kid, I'm I'm not talking about like I was five. <laughs> I'm talking about I was not an adult when I saw this on VHS. Uh, it's it, and, and and to even even today, the 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 scene again. Go back to the witch. The scene with the witch. Some of that stuff was to me. It was creepy, and I don't mean creepy like. Oh, this could be a really good horror segue. No, I mean it was creepy. Like even was, I felt like, "Whoa, what the heck just happened?" Yeah, you mean skeevy? Yeah, really skeevy. Thank you. That was exactly the word that I needed. Yeah, I would have said creepy, but changed the e's to a, and Ooh. that's how I felt about the film. But uh, the uh, yeah, the witch scene. It was from that time in film where you know uh, skin was king. Um, yeah, this was the '80s. You showed as much skin as you and coming off the 70s which is a, a very bizarre creepy time the baby boomers when they took over hollywood made very creepy creepy films on top of their the regular ones like they had some groundbreaking stuff and they had some really skeevy creepy stuff going on too like even stuff nowadays where i go yeah i, I wouldn't put that in a film uh, yeah, i'm thinking stuff they did with brooke shields back in the 70s i'm going that's a kid, and they're showing way too much, and they're sexualizing this kid. And it's like really gross and creepy. And that was like considered normal back then. And I put that down to way too much lead in the uh, in the uh, on the planet in the atmosphere for people being uh, like going a little nuts. I thought you was going to say uh, too much lead in their pencils. No, no, just. <laughs> Yeah. That was the number. I don't care how much lead you have in your pencil. You don't get you don't get skeevy when you're because of that. Uh, it's lead in the brain that does that. <laughs> that. There's a correlation. Somebody had now correlation doesn't equal causation. Now, folks, just this is science for you. But um, there's a, um, a graph that shows the amount of lead in the in the um, the environment, mm-hmm. like lead paints and lead in toys and lead in every lead in the gasoline and everything. Um, the cutting of that coincides with the decrease in violent crime and uh, sexual attacks and everything like that. I'm not saying that's what happened, but there's a strong hint that we were like, as a society for a short while there, well, maybe like a hundred years, we're basically going insane um, because of what we were putting into the environment. And when we stopped doing that, because certain scientists went, hey, you know, lead's a toxin, and it seems to be everywhere. Um, and we should stop that, and we did. And that was that was begun in the late '60s, early '70s. And if you watch between that time and now, um, people's attitudes have definitely changed quite a lot. And I don't think it's not just like the whole oh, racism's wrong, misogyny's wrong. It's like people were extra misogynistic and creepy in in the '70s and '60s. There's an actual really whole creep factor going on that underlies even you know some of the movies i i love from the 70s there's some real creep stuff going on and i like ah, think of taxi driver one of my favorite films and what's one of the subplots is about a young girl and there's that scene where jody young jody foster and you know she was young then and harvey keitel are having that one scene where they're dancing together and he's being romantic and they're going okay yeah this is kind of like the street thing and this is how poor young girls are getting dragged into it. it's like but we're watching this and it's shot in such a way that you're kind of going 
can we get past this scene now? I, I got the point, and I, there's a lot of that. And Conan is just a film full of that. Yeah, it's there's a lot of cringy stuff in Conan for sure. Well, like, but there's but there's also uh, but also the other thing about Conan, which which uh, is is sort of uh, like it makes my it makes me scratch my head is that so many people or so many films tried to copy this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it, that's it, it the is, thing. It you just got, makes me go, what? Well, you got why? your Beastmasters, your Deathstalker series. Deathstalker said, hey, you know that creepy stuff with Conan? Let's amp that up because there's not enough of it in the film. Mm. I mean, in Deathstalker, it starts with our hero coming in and saving a woman from being gang raped <laughs> so that he can rape her. <laughs> and that was our hero. Oh, my and God. Him through the rest of the film. And I'm like going... What the hell is this? And it was and and your um, harem scene. Forget it. They got an orgy scene with a guy with a pig head and everything in it. So you you want to take that cheap amped up crap? You, it was there in large numbers. The, well, you know How what? did I miss that? The, but you uh, know what? It's the... a very strange word to use for that. You'd be thankful you missed it. It, it is an awful film, and there's but three of them. To be fair, though, the TV show Oz kind of started off like that as well. Uh, well, uh, yes and no, but the, none of the people you're talking about Oz. None of the people in Oz were supposed to be your hero. There were people that you were supposed to follow, and you're supposed to, but you knew these were all bad people. <laughs> they were horrible people. This is a hero. Like you're supposed to look up to this guy and go, "Oh yes, he's going to go save the day and do all the wonderful things that heroes do." And let's start it off with him raping a woman against a tree. Hooray. And he's only stopped midway through by his version of Sabutu or whatever his name is um, coming along going, hey, I'm your buddy, who he later kills because it turns out the guy wasn't his buddy. I, I, I'm not ruining anything. Deathstalker is an awful, terrible, terrible film. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Wow. I don't care, I don't care how much weird, rude uh, sexual stuff you want to watch, deviant stuff. If you're into skin and everything, it's just not worth watching. It is not worth watching. It is awful. An awful well, uh, okay, so so by and contrast, Conan. but by contrast, Conan seems a, a bit tame in in that regard. Oh, no, Conan does his bit of raping too. Don't forget. He, don't forget. He's sitting there in his cage, and they throw this poor woman at him, and he's like, "Oh," and he's like, he's pretending to act gentle, but he ain't. And she doesn't look like she's really wanting to be there while these guys are watching through the cage. And he's doing his, uh, let's get ready to go. You're my reward for killing Oh, me. God, you know, I totally forgot about that scene. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I think I mentally might have blocked that out. Yeah, yeah. That is the, uh, the, the total creep on that is Conan, the barbarian. And it did well enough that they created a sequel, Conan the Destroyer, which, thank God, destroyed the franchise. Because everyone went, wait a minute, this is a crappy film. So, no, it's a copy of the other film. So, and 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 that was actually much tamer. By, I mean, it was. And it, you're right. Yeah. It, was, it was, arguably, it was worse. But, yeah. but it, but it, but you know, but I can be, by I comparison. can be B movie entertained by Conan the Destroyer and not Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah, Conan the Barbarian. I mean. Uh, I, like, wasn't there, wasn't there like, like a Conan Thunderdome or something like that? Beyond Thunderdome? Uh, no, that was Mad Max. Oh, okay, I got it mixed up. <laughs> oh, yeah, Conan Beyond Thunderdome. But it wasn't Tina Turner they had in it. It was Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. <laughs> yeah. 
Conan Beyond Thunderdome. I, I think I'd pay to see that. I, I would, would too. Yeah. Actually, that would be a good Conan. And you know what? Tina Turner was good in that film. I liked her in that. Yeah, well, I haven't seen it for a period, so there you go. <laughs> Paul Mooney says that uh, that uh, Tina Turner now looks like uh, um, Mel Gibson's uh, grandchild. <laughs> oh. oh, you know what? Come on, fair play to that. When she was okay, put it this way: when she burst onto the scene in the '60s, she was already what? She was in her 30s and already had two kids, right? And she had. Uh, she was like stellar looking. I'm telling you, that woman. Oh my god! No, and no, in the eighties. Like in the eighties, when she did her big, when she was, you know, had her big no, resurgence. No, the joke is that at Mel Gibson says that he looks old as hell. So you know, so like how things have flip flopped is basically. She yeah. looks like his grandchild. Oh, um, <laughs> see, I, I, I'm still not awake, so I missed what was actually being said. Oh yeah. So. Um, but there you go. But yeah, Tina. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking in the '80s. How how old would she have been in the '80s? And she's had those like killer legs, and she was still doing strutting her stuff. Mm-hmm. And and Jen is a baby older, now. And put it this way: so you put do the connection here. Uh, Mick Jagger helped bring her out into you know the public's consciousness because he had her you know touring with the Stones for a while because he loved her stuff. And um, look at and he was like ten years younger than her basically. And look at him now. And compare him to her now. Mm-hmm. He's like a living apple doll. Yeah, yeah, not, He's not too creepy. good. Not, not too good. We, yeah, uh, Jen turned into a baby. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I did. Is, I did the. Te- I did the ten year challenge. Actually, how come you don't do the face? How come you don't do the, um, the the on the face thing? What do you mean? Oh, you, you don't have video like oh because it's so it's so bad it's so bad the it lags really bad so and i think it's just so it'd be like watching pictures sort of, <laughs> yeah, i mean you, you can watch me pixelate across the screen but you know it's really not that entertaining well, that would be entertaining i had to watch conan and that was less entertaining than that would have you been. mean you have you you have two sons right me uh no uh king okay uh, two two sons and a daughter you haven't got the two boys together and sat them on the couch and had them watch Conan with you? Oh, God, I wouldn't do that to them. I made them watch, <laughs> I made them watch the Warriors, and they weren't half, they didn't like that as so much. Um, my oldest has got sort of, um, he's got, he, he likes some cheese, but uh, yeah, there's, um, they, there's some things they go, yeah, Dad, how can you watch that? they'll watch he'll, they'll watch Casablanca with me they'll watch um, Citizen Kane and stuff like that and they have no problem with that like they don't my kids aren't oh it's black and white I don't want to watch it um, but uh, when it comes to bad movies they don't have the stomach to sit through them if it's a bad movie they're like why are we wasting our time watching this dad because it's fun this is not fun dad tell them you're going to either watch the movie or you're going to push the wheel <laughs> it's your choice. Nassim, you want to be big and like You push that wheel, my, son. My, my one push son your... really does love Conan in in every iteration. Oh, oh, <clears throat> that yeah, he he definitely thinks that Conan. Well, as long as like, he doesn't yeah, want to be the Conan, <laughs> the barbarian. I'll, I'll tell you, I have one of the old Marvel magazines. Um, you know, they have the full page, the black and white. Um, 
you know, they didn't have any, uh, the, the only thing color was the, the, the uh, cover uh, from the 70s um, that I have kept over the years. And the only reason I remember keeping that was because the uh, female character, who wasn't the same as this female character, was basically naked through the entire book. And so I'm like, and that was a plot point. She was captured by these evil guys who decided to, you know, enslave her. That's the high standard of writing of Conan. It's sort of like, um, what's the name of that? Gray, uh, Shades of Grey or whatever the frick that awful books are. It's like <laughs> 50 that. Shades of Grey? Yeah. Oh, God. But just 50 Shades of Grey. Okay, but, so, so I, I have an Arnold story to tell you. I think okay. I've said this before. Well, I've said it. I think I've said it on other other podcasts before. But I, I've met Arnold a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He used to come to stay at the Four Seasons, and um, I, I got nothing but awesome stuff to say about him. He was so nice to everybody. I mean, everybody, You're even the kids, nice. even the kids that would like just follow after him. I, it was like he was a Pied Piper or something. Well, it, yeah. it was really endearing. No, he see, was so nice to them. That's his public persona. Because you've seen what he was, if you see, uh, what is it, Pumping Iron and everything, and all the stuff they showed behind scenes when he was just a bodybuilder, his attitudes and the way he carried himself was a lot different than his new public persona. Because he became very well-liked and became a star and everything, I think there's the Arnold you see, and then there's the Arnold who is. It's like everybody. We all have our persona. Well, well, I'm not also, probably an exciting in person. I'm very boring and quiet most of the time. Well, and and also to be fair, he was already married and had kids at that time. So, yeah, yeah, and, and other kids. And that too. does change you. I mean, there's there's that. I'm just saying yeah. that. Look, you know, for all the times that I ever no met, no, you, you met him. He was he was very nice. He so wasn't, nice. Yes, and that's cool. I mean, and you know what? I mean, for everybody's flaws, they they're they're going to have some good qualities too. I, I'm Hitler loved dogs. So there you go. And the only reason I bring him up is because, you know, Arnold's father was, you know, working, well, you know, as a police officer for the, you know, the the only, I'll, I'll say this though. The, the only thing, the only thing that, well, not the only thing, but the big thing that actually bothers me about the, the whole idea of Conan is, Mm. is that somehow it became a film. Hollywood thought that, that, that this kind of movie I'm not just talking about them having a sequel but somehow these kinds of movies like we were talking about before kept getting made and they and it seemed Um, like you said that they kept getting made in in progressively worse and worse ways like more degradation more hyper masculinity and I don't just I mean like there's no you can't make a barbarian that maybe is doesn't feel like there's some hyper masculinity going on, but the misogyny and the just over that's the part top. Of, no, but that's that's part of this whole barbarian uh, thing. It's exactly. that's what I mean. That it it was a cookie cutter, right? It was a, yeah, it was a mold uh, that they used. But I'll ask you this: Do you want Conan the librarian? Yes, yeah. actually, I would like I'll Conan the this. librarian. I'll ask this: um, How has Hollywood changed then? Something made money. Let's just keep copying it with worse and worse and worse until it's dead. I will squeeze every cent out of this genre until it is dead. Um, mm. Like superhero, yeah, point. you know that kind of thing. I mean, I 
say what you want. Oh, Marvel Universe, blah, blah, blah. Yes, they have a couple of good films here and there. I'm not a big fan of a lot of them. There's a lot of films I won't go back to. Um, Thor Ragnarok, I will. Um, Mar uh, Infinity War, I like. But all the rest of them, uh, I'll never watch them again. They were interesting at the time. And it's like, but we keep doing it over and over and over again. So it seems like, you know, every movie that's coming out is a superhero film. And I'm like, oh, uh, enough. Well, well, we killed the vampires. So we yeah, had to move on to something. Yes. And zombies. We killed those too. I remember when zombies were just a small niche thing that I enjoyed. And then Hollywood <laughs> got their dirty, grubby hands all over it and just drove it into the ground. Uh, well, every once in a while, they'll try to remake. Like I said, you know, they tried to remake Conan with Jason Momoa, and it was that you know that try to remake I, everything. I, Don't worry, I, I have, have, Boy in the Plastic Bubble been, will be a movie soon. I, I, ask Kinte, right? I am usually really super generous with all of my critiques on just about everything. I will find a a silver lining, a rainbow inside of content, even if it really hurts to do it. I'll find it. Right. I almost walked out of the Jason Momoa Conan, and I love Jason Momoa. I mean, he's a Hawaii boy, right? I, I, I almost walked out twice. Twice it took me. I mean, I okay. I really wanted to leave, but I had somebody else with me, and I felt kind of embarrassed for that. So that's the only I, I reason I didn't go. I with somebody who wanted to be there. <sighs> well, they were under the age of 18, so maybe that's why. Yeah. But it was so awful, mm. and that, and and I don't think that it was necessarily. Uh, it, it wasn't that people didn't try. It wasn't that that there wasn't an effort to make Conan, you know, an awesome sort of film. It was the source material just doesn't lend itself to the screen, not in the way that they interpret who Conan is. They just, it just doesn't. And you can see it so clearly in this, in this movie, for sure. Well, I mean, there's nothing to Conan. There's no real, I mean, if you want to have a story arc for the character, he gets his revenge, but really, I mean, they say, okay, let's take all of the key points of the Conan lore and we got to put them in this film. So you're going to have the crucifixion on the tree trunk, which is a, a very famous uh, picture you can see out there, uh, uh, you know, from the films where, you know, there's Conan standing there on this, you know, cross, not a cross in the sense we know it now, but like an actual X there and his, you know, hands up uh, in the middle of the desert. And there's like a couple of scenes here and there where they, they reference to Conan lore. And I, yeah. Believe it or not, there's a Conan lore out there. I'm it's, sure there it, are fans of that, but I, I don't get it. I really don't. But it, it was his resurrection scene, right? That where oh, he, they were fighting off the cartoon things while they had all that crap on his face. Hey, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that was first uh, class animation. That was, that was memorable. And, and for some reason, they couldn't do it to his girlfriend. Is well, it because she had a snake in her back? I don't know. It's because she was a woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that honestly is. That is sort of apparently they apparently they had used up their magic for the, the time film. period. Yes. You know, I mean, there was like a limited supply. It came with a that caveat. Yeah, and I'm trying to understand. See, everything happens because of plot in this film. It's not based out of characters. Like all these people who gravitate towards Conan, there is not a single bit of charisma to that character that would lend itself to people going, "Hey, I want to hang around this guy." He says nothing. He's broody. And he's like, Whoa. 
and he walks around with a sword and a chip on his shoulder. And and why would you want to hang around this guy? Uh, um, protection, maybe? I don't know. Like, there's no chemistry between him and the other characters. There's not... Like, it's strange that he got a career... I, I swear, it wasn't this movie that made him, even though it made money. It was definitely Terminator. And this movie and Terminator had the one thing they knew that worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger, especially at that time, was give him as little dialogue as possible. Yeah. And then let him just kind of menace his way through the the film, and that's good enough. And Much like that, uh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah, they give him too much dialogue. There's only two, two movies I like him in. He's mm-hmm. playing the same character. One is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and the other is Parenthood. Really? Steve Martin. I love John Wick. What the heck? Uh, it was fun, but really? Dude, I love John Wick. Especially the second John Wick. I can't believe there's going to be three of the same movie, though. I, mean, it's like, I can. Okay. It's John awesome. Wick was fun. It's, yeah, it's if you want to watch different ways to murder people. It, it, it's, it, it, I think they were put. Did, did, did Trump put lead back into the, the atmosphere again? <laughs> well, probably. Maybe that's why these films are doing as well as they are. I mean, look. I liked it for what it was. It was a fun movie, the first one, because um, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. Oh, he's going to get these guys for killing his dog. Okay. All right, not bad, but after a while, it was like getting kind of wearing. It's like, okay, how many different ways can you kill a guy? Okay. All right. No, I got to disagree. I, I, I really like John Wick. I just I, I like it for I just like it for the adventure that it is. It's, it's, it, it's I mean, yes, it's contrived, but but okay, but let's go back to Conan I, I for a second and compare. It's a dumb movie too. There's nothing uh, clever about it. No, but but the, I don't think it ever. It, at least it stands on its own. The the the, the oh the not issue anymore. That I, films of it, so it's not well, really standing on its own, is it? The, the and, idea and no stands on its own. I mean, <laughs> Alien had how many movies, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, some of them one. were good, some of them were bad. Yeah. Okay. Had one. Go 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 back to the whole when when a when a when an adaptation is done if the source material is bad is and i I shouldn't say bad because i i feel actually sort of like that's too strong word when the source material doesn't lend itself to adaptation Mm -hmm. there's nothing that can really save it You, you cannot turn crap into something awesome it's just and that's and i'm not saying that like the the comics weren't good for what they were they just were were never meant to be they weren't meant to be adapted to film it just it doesn't i can't quite understand how that leap got made but i mean there were a lot of movies around that time that seemed ridiculously that way so yeah well someone got like i'm not even sure uh, i i should have done a bit more research in this case, but I'm not even sure why they chose this particular, like there was nothing at the time saying, hey, this is what people want to see. And I don't know what it was that they wanted to make this property into a film. Because I'm, I'm thinking about it and thinking about it, it's like there's nothing at that time that said, hey, we want to have, you know, a fantasy film with a big muscular dope. Well, it was it was kind of Dungeons and Dragony. I mean, it was you know it was like even the, then that was wizarding classes. You can understand classes. All, all of the different warrior yeah. classes were in there. Yeah, but Dungeons and Dragons, as far as that was was uh, 
even though people knew about it, it wasn't a big thing. Like, someone, wasn't everyone was going, hey, I gotta go play Dungeons and Dragons today, you know, and everything. I mean, it's more of a no, nerd that's something thing. you hide or you get beat up yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Nerd culture, uh, back then was real as opposed to this thing that's going on now, and it was, um, very much kept to yourself and your circle of friends and if you'd said anything outside yeah you'd get beaten up so hollywood's not going to go hey yeah that's what we got to grab onto because that's what the zeitgeist is people hiding in their closets playing uh, weird games uh, right that that's not what i meant though right i didn't mean yeah. th- I, I didn't mean that they, that it was like a uh, an extension of something that was pop culture i'm saying that right. they took something that was in a culture and said, yeah. Oh, Hey, I know let's take this source material and add this element to it. And here's what we can come up with. Mm. But it, but it didn't, the, the whole sword and sandals, it, it doesn't, it, See, I wouldn't. And I was thinking about it because I was trying to say sword and sandals too, and I realized it's not a sword and sandals. Yeah, I think you know. I think you're right. It's definitely a more uh, actual historical Roman kind of thing, and it's got its own little tropes and everything. And this doesn't quite fit in there. And this is right, where it doesn't this weird, strange. Oh, other kind of fantasy. It's it's like this other version of fantasy, and I don't know what you would call it, except for it, sort of the Conan kind of fantasy. It, it doesn't. It doesn't because because it is because the introduction of a, a, a universe where the rules don't really make sense and apparently they don't yes. have to make sense no, and no. that and that Fine. is that throws everything off yep there's magic and then there's all kinds of other stuff yeah james earl jones and his magic eyes that make women but even, even the cliff. magic doesn't make sense like i mean it's it's like somebody didn't even think continuity wise to go through the film and pick the things out that didn't quite line up and well they and, had to fill the time Oof, man, like, it's painful. Let's not take this scene out or the film won't make it be long time. enough. The, there was so but much time spent. He made a snake into an arrow and he shot into her. Yeah, it'll be memorable. Really? The, there was so that? much yes. time spent with the daughter dying yes. uh, or, or being martyred, whatever you want to yeah. say. That the I, I remember even at the time that that was super cringy. That yes. it was so that it felt so long and protra- protracted for no good reason. Well, None. I can't think of a good reason for it at all. This film really doesn't follow a plot like these are just like a bunch of incidents that happen in Conan's life that were strung together. Conan steals oh. a gem. Conan finds a girl. Conan has sex with a witch who turns into something else. Uh, Conan shows up in the end with a beard on a throne. I guess we're sp- wait for the sequel. Find out see, how he does that. See, you know. so so maybe it really was. Conan he really did die on the go. wheel, and this is just his life flashing forward in front of his eyes instead of backwards in front of. In, like instead of seeing his life in reverse, he sees his life going forward, and it's just sort of snips of the stuff that could have made him great, quote unquote. By so- Crom, it wasn't good at all. <laughs> uh. Come, if you're listening to me, good. If you're not, to hell with you. He's already in hell. He's underground, Conan. They kind of put that at the beginning. Your father told you that over that blue screen shot of the sky. Remember that at the beginning? Oh, there it is. What a great way to start a film, too, eh? Two characters standing in front of a bad, bad blue screen. When you have these nice epic shots, and then you cut to a blue screen with literally blue behind the characters' heads, and you can almost see through it. It's like, oh, this is this is where the film's going. Great can't wait to see more um but it did yeah. it did pretty well at the box office oh no it did time, great right? at the box no it did great at the box office that's why they made a second one that's what uh, launched uh, schwarzenegger's career don't forget they tried to use him before in hercules goes bananas or hercules in new york whatever you want to call it 
where he Arnold was uh, labeled as Arnold Strong because his co-star who was given top billing was Arnold Stang. Oh. And if you saw Arnold Stang, he's this nevishy little thin guy with thick glasses who talk like this. It was like, oh my god, Hercules! We're gonna go get the guys. And Arnold was dubbed, so they. Ha- I am Hercules. So you're watching Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, bigger than he was in Conan, because this was during his bodybuilding heyday uh, and full steroids in effect, and. Um, you know, he's mouthing words and he's getting lots of dialogue, but somebody else is saying it for him. Oh, that's awful. Wow. Yeah, we actually should put that in one of our films. We should be watching that. That's That's right, kids. If you want to see Arnold taking on the world as a mythical character, Hercules goes bananas. Oh, that's terrible. That is so terrible. Wow. Now I feel like almost honor bound to go and watch it. You haven't seen it? Oh, wow. I have not. I've not seen that. And you'll recognize the voice of Arnold Stang because he's done cartoons and everything. He's got this really recognizable, weird, cartoony kind of voice. And you look at the guy, he's got no chin, and he's like, Hercules, what are you going to do? It's like, (laughs) and it's his movie, too. He's like, he's the lead guy. It's about him trying to find love and everything. And mythical Hercules is there to help him along. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of feel like uh, Conan the Barbarian was actually uh, a plant from the future where Mystery Science Theater said, look, you know what? We really need something pretty bad. So could you put this together for us? Because <laughs> no, there are a lot forward. worse films that are more entertaining. <laughs> this film is very has very few entertaining scenes. There's a couple. But most of it, you're kind of cringing through the whole thing going. Really? But it's super easy to mock. Oh, yeah, but at the same time, you have to sit through it. There are some films that are easy to mock that you can sit through, and then there's this one. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It's just not entertaining in any way, shape, or form. Um, the violence is not really well choreographed. It, this, the plot kind of just jumps in and out from different places. Like there's, there's whole chunks of the movie that seem to be missing because they do stuff, and it's like, wait a minute, when did you guys ever get together and why? Or... Why are you doing this now? What was the whole reason? Okay, you're just doing stuff? Okay. And why are they wearing camouflage in a brightly lit room? <laughs> and why is nobody seeing them? Was there something... Do they, is the camouflage magic? Did they... I mean, if they said that, if they even just said that, where Mako goes, you may look like stupid tigers, but it's magic, and they will not see you as long as you wear this. Then I'll be going, Okay. That's why in a brightly lit room, they've got these little black stripes across their face and body and no one can see them. As opposed to a bunch of people with weird paint on themselves walking around with swords <laughs> getting ready to pounce. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Phil, for that. But you know, you gotta give uh, the James Earl Jones character credit, though, when he made that woman uh, just dive to her death. Yeah, we're using his eyes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I love James Earl Jones, but even in this film, he's like, really? The the terrible wig they have him in. And just he, he looks so uncomfortable. And he's obviously, you know, he, he's not a, the most fit guy. Even then, he wasn't a fit guy. And they got him all in that armor, and he looks like, okay, let's fight. It's like, ugh. You're not, I mean, you notice, he didn't actually fight in this movie. He did one bit of fighting, and even then, it was sort of like he just went, oh. And that was it. The woman's head came off. And then after that, they did nothing else. 
he stood there and became a snake. And uh, he's, I use my mind power with the force, but he didn't do anything because it's James Earl Jones, and he was a little out of shape, mm. and uh, he wouldn't have struck a an imposing figure. You know, where you got a muscle-bound guy who could barely get his arms together trying to do a sword fight with a, a large, portly man who probably also had the same problem for different reasons. <laughs> so it would have been an epic fight between the two of them. I'm reading oh, here, God. it says that uh, this movie was basically born out of the success of Star Wars. <laughs> okay, see, this is where, this is where I'm kind of going, oh. how, what, how? My yeah, that correlation is really it says, tough. Uh, well, because it's a fantasy, I guess. Right. We need, we need a fantasy product. Okay, have a Flash Gordon. No, wait. How about these books about a, a big, stupid, oversized, muscular man who, who stabs people to death and rapes women? Okay, that sounds like gold. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you, Dino. Conan uh, the Rape Marion. Who's, uh, who's, it was Howard Lee, right? Uh, Lee Howard? Lee Howard. Right. Robert, yeah. Ro- Robert, okay, there we go. Man, that was stretching back. Because uh, I, I, for some reason, I remember reading other stuff by the same, and it was just similarly not good. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was like if it was not good. It was not my cup of tea. It was not what I wanted to read. It was so. It was just so over the top. Well, and here's the thing too. Conan itself, the the original stuff, it was not original in its own way. Uh, it was borrowed from a lot of the, the kind of He-Man things. There were other guys, you know, sort of a dumb version of um, uh, Carter on Mars, um, or <laughs> believe it or not, dumb version of Tarzan. You know, you've got the person out of out of you know this hero who basically beat the shit out of things. And that's all he and got the women, and that's all he did. And that was sort of a, you know, man's life kind of thing. I don't know if you have ever seen those pulp uh, magazines from the '30s, '40s, and '50s. Uh, you know, man's life and man's world, where they got covers of women being tortured by Nazis and manly men coming in to save them. It's that kind of weird kind of genre that this came from. Um, so, yeah, it's weird. It's I, I don't understand it. I mean, I'm kind of going. <clears throat> This is what some people consider this sort of this fantasy world they wish they could live in and be that guy. And I'm going to go on. Uh, maybe we are kind of further detached from the 20, early 20th century than we think. Because mm. I, I don't get that fantasy. I mean, I don't. I mean, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the weird one. Well, maybe it, everybody it, I, I wants to be Conan. There's so many tropes that are wrapped up in this, right? I mean, there's a revenge trope for sure. There's, yeah. there's also, there's, there's also that, yeah, uh, you know, uh, take no prisoners kind of a uh, attitude save, and save my princess daughter from the evil foreigners. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. And the, and then there's the whole king making, which is sort of almost a separate entity of this but, but there's not much of that in here there's, there's all talk about it but nothing that even says that exa- that's gonna happen exactly which which leads me to the the sort of the next point in what was the point of conan in that <laughs> in that the, to make money there was no if, if, the they were trying of the to do, if they were trying to do an adaptation in any way shape or form they missed the entire point of who Conan the Barbarian was. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, in the in the book sense, where he's supposed to eventually become king and all that stuff. Yeah, they sort of do. Um, it's I don't know. It's such a uh, it's such a weird mishmash, and uh, it also blurs with all the other kind of films like it that happened around the time. That there's this whole blur of it's all the same, where it's just like you've got a quest, you stab and slaughter your way through it, and you get the girl. Well, that, and, see, and, the, and other girls in between, and, and that was all there is to it. And well, every see, so that, often you have that, a, that, That's the reason that I thought that, that that doing the comparison between this movie and Beastmaster was an interesting idea. Because not that Beastmaster was any better of a movie, oh but my because God, no. it was just handled so differently. It was just handled just as bad. I mean, I, and I, when I say I'm just so as bad, I, I mean, watch it. I really it was am. not a good movie. But it, but, but fundamentally, they handled it really bad. You know, uh, when I said well, that we were, were going to watch, they, they toned it. Beastmasters toned down because they wanted to get a more general audience. So they toned down the more sexual, uh, overtly sexual stuff on it. But generally, it's, it's a carbon copy. It's well, when it's I not, said that we were. That, that this is what we were going to do and that I was going to watch Beastmaster. One of my kids got super excited and he was like, oh my god, you're going to watch that that crazy sword movie with the uh, with the Doctor, with the original Doctor Doolittle? And I thought, that, yeah, wow, that actually And you thought, sums oh, it up. I don't really want to do that, now do I? <laughs> I, I? Look, I dreaded having to watch because I couldn't find a copy of it anywhere. Um, there was a copy on YouTube, and twice I tried to start it up, and I just, you know, I'm not going to sit there and look on my phone at this film. And I was so glad when Kenny said, uh, yeah, I really haven't had a chance to watch it either. Yeah, let's just drop that one. <laughs> I mean, and that tells you how much I don't like that film even more, because at least Conan, sort of the original of this horrible, horrible genre, um, to watch the carbon copies is even worse. And like I said, originally I thought we were talking about Deathstalker, which made even more sense, because it's Conan without all the nuance and subtlety and well. good sense. So, um, at, at least Conan had some interesting attempts at choreography. There was it. It wasn't. Oh God, their sword fighting really? is so bad. Yeah, I was gonna say but, attempts. Sure, uh, interesting. They did. They did attempt to put it together. It, I mean, that there were movies around this time that didn't. That definitely Con didn't. That that fight scene that um, Kente showed was probably the most choreographed oh, fight scenes. Um, that was awful. That was all it so is is awful. Conan hack hack hacking his way through. It's like, Ugh, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, they're not even doing the "Hey, let's aim at each other's swords" thing that you do that every other you know sword fight you see is. Um, he's just hacking, which I guess maybe is more realistic uh, as far as fighting goes, because you you don't want to be sitting there jousting with your enemy, you want to kill them and go on to the next one as quickly as possible before you get too tired and get killed yourself. See, that's the thing. The thing is, I feel like they couldn't make up their mind between is Conan just a mindless barbarian, and, yes. or is he somebody who's got a little something under the skullcap? And and, and because they couldn't decide which Arnold way to go... Sure, Arnold made sure that they didn't have to go that way because he could not do the dialogue right. without sounding ridiculous. So... Uh, he basically sealed Conan's fate into being big dumb brute that murders. But but obviously the what they had written was at, at least they tried to hint at the idea that 
there was some rattling of intelligence going on up there. It, it just it never it never plays out. It, yeah, I was going to say where 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 did that that inkling of intelligence show itself? Because it didn't. It, it didn't. It didn't. No. I found a skeleton by Krom. You were a king. Now I will be a king. Steel, smash, smash. and apparently all you got to do to get rust off a sword is hammer it against the rock. And that'll make your sword better as opposed to punting the edges. No. <laughs> oh, well, come on. Those his, are father was, his father details. was a sword maker, so I guess he knew that skill. Trivial reality details. They have no <laughs> place in a, in a world of magic. None. Uh, yes. Magic rock, magic sword, magic rust. Oi. But, I, I, I will say that the Conan remake, at least, did pay attention to the fact that his dad was, you know, a master smith, and I mean, at least they tried to do backstory. Well, no, Maybe they did this in this film. I mean, his the, father had some decent dialogue in the beginning. Yeah, the, the most interesting part of both Ron. films is actually the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, the 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 scene. I'll give credit where credits due. The scene where these guys come through the forest was actually well done. Uh, it had a neat kind of look. You know, we're co- young. Baby Conan is out in the woods, and that one guy hops up on the thing, the berserker type, and he's looking kind of creepy and doesn't see Conan. But Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden the horses go flying over him and everything, and they go through the village and destroy it. It's like, okay, that's well done. Um, even the scene with the mother and, you know, and when she, her head's lopped off and the shot is just on Conan, the baby Conan holding their hand and the body drops away. That was well done, too. So I'll give credit where credit's due. And then the rest of the movie happens. And, yeah. Then it's like, oh. well, at least I got a nice soundtrack. But turn off the the picture, uh, and or better yet, just go online and find the soundtrack. I could enjoy this film. <laughs> remember, remember though, John Milius was the writer for uh, um, for uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Did John. you see his original ending for that film? Uh. Uh-uh. <clears throat> basically, Kurtz and uh, Willard basically go off and. They're going to fight them all with the machine guns and they fight off the entire North Vietnamese army and this huge standoff thing. And it was just, hey, all the rest of this film build up to that point. It's like, uh, Milos is a, what's the best way? You Dirty Harry. Yeah. Milos has his style. He's a very conservative dude as far as writing goes with some very conservative ideas. And most of them end with your protagonist has to murder the shit out of something for it to work Ooh. and everything becomes better mm. now Dirty Harry at least had some nuance and I think Dirty Harry worked because of Clint Eastwood because mm-hmm. of his performance and and, um, and Robinson's as well as, as uh, the, the killer made it an interesting film but you notice I mean the whole Dirty Harry franchise worked because of Eastwood right Right. Even the weakest films were like okay but I like the character. He makes what would be an unlikable fascist type person into an interesting character. He's really good at doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, his, that's his bread and butter is basically taking really horrible people and making them likable. Right. That, that, that feels it like the premise sort of, of... It's, uh, it's um, uh, Clint Eastwood as Hitler. <laughs> I would have been rooting for him in the end. That feels exactly... Find your way out of that bunker, Hitler. You don't deserve this. Exactly what you just said is exactly how I felt when I watched uh, 
the Clint Eastwood one called Play Misty for Me. Oh, and yeah. I, I, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I, I felt like he was so unlikable, but by the end yeah. of the movie, you're like, oh, okay. What about the big guy? Oh, yeah, because, because that psycho woman was much worse. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess in comparison. You know what? I had never Hashtag seen Kinte. I had never girl. seen The Beguiled mm. until I saw the remake and then realized that it had... Uh, that it was already done. I had never seen it. So I only just saw Clint Eastwood in The Beguiled. Uh, I think that was his like first movie. The, the past uh, two years. His first directing, I believe, was The Beguiled. Wasn't it? Or was Play it Misty. Or it was one no, of those. No, Play, Misty. Play Misty was his first. Play Misty. That, okay, my bad. I got it mixed yeah. up. Yeah. So. But yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> see, see how much we love this film? We're talking about Clint Eastwood films right now. <laughs> That's well, that's how good Conan is. That uh, we're we're talking about anything else, but I feel like it's a natural extension to jump from Conan to play Misty for me. That yeah, that right, it's similar. That it's very similar. <laughs> in, in, in this case, for the first time, I'll say thank God for John Melius because he got us out of Conan. For yeah. a while. <laughs> we could have even gone to Apocalypse Now and had some interesting conversations. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, well I... really, uh, let's be honest. We've, we've done an hour. And there's really not much more you can really say. And I, I hate to say it because we got to fill two hours, but I, there's not much you can really say about this film after this. We've said everything, all of the high points and everything. We could maybe talk about Max von Sydow's character. Really? There's nothing there. I was excited when, when I first, because I didn't even know who actually that person was, right? But I, I remember uh, people around me being super, really psyched to have max in a movie and and I, I was so excited and there was like nothing there like w- no. what, what I, I, love max, I love max von Soto. he's in some really great crap and some really great films and he's got this his own style i mean i you know uh, a lot of people didn't like needful things i love needful things just for him alone mm-hmm. oh, his I love needful the things. devil was awesome i just love yeah. it he was just yeah. like and it's hey Wait, that guy played Jesus, and he's playing the devil. How awesome is that? What kind of range does this actor have that he can play both of those characters? Comfortably. Yes. Very, too yeah. comfortably. Are they I, the same? I liked person? it. Uh, it was, that, that, that was so yeah, when he gets to the pearly gates, they're going to be like, oh, you played Jesus. Wait a minute. Oh, played and you the played the devil. <laughs> Go downstairs. And I played both well. <laughs> they're like, All right, oh, Max, go on in. Get the, so, take the elevator so he, down. So By the he'll way, just be in purgatory him. forever. Yeah, by the way, he'll, he'll I, be in eternal sure, purgatory. Yeah, I made sure that we get to see him next season, by the way, because one of the films he plays the villain in that I picked. That's true. So, we, um, and one of my favorite Max von Sydow characters. He, he also was in The Force Awakens, right? Oh, yes, he the was. In the beginning, right? Yeah. He, he was oh, smart enough right. to get himself killed right at the beginning of the film. Right. That's right. I'll do it as long as I get killed before this film is over. <laughs> five minutes. Okay, thank you. Get me out of this franchise. And there's a little Max Van Saito doll out there somewhere you can get action figure. Okay, so let's do this. Um, we can find another movie to talk about. No, no, no. Let's talk about the upcoming season. No, no. Okay, first let, let's put let's put Conan in a bit. Oh, can we? Yeah. Let's. You mean let's dig a hole and throw the body in there and hope nobody finds it? Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the things. Let's just kind of uh, wrap up Conan. Okay, uh, please. It's a mummy and uh, toss him. And uh, don't forget to put that stuff on his face and hope <laughs> resurrection does not work. They ran out of magic, so it's not going to so, be the second time. <laughs> they, they, they spread it all over his face. 
Okay, so if you if you had to watch Conan the Barbarian one more time, uh, what beverage or or food would make the make it much better? The experience, Arsenic. huh? Arsenic. <laughs> Did I know I'm not going to make it through the entire film? I will probably not. <laughs> <laughs> less painful than making it to the end of that film, <clears throat> which it, I tuned it, out of completely. It's like, oh, here's the exciting conclusion of Conan. Yeah. If I was going to do this for movies, make the meal. Mm-hmm. I, I would recreate the giant soup that they had in the oh. harem room. Yeah, the pointless soup that they showed over and yeah, over and over again. <laughs> What the hell was For going no on reason, like you're thinking, oh, this is something. That maybe he's going to boil them all, or something. this is going to be the way they escape. No, it's just so that some guy can spill it over and a head pops out. That's that was it. And it, it, was, was, so <laughs> and it was so colorful. Like yeah. wow, wow. Oh wow. And, and the, the movie Pointless Soup is what we can call it too. Uh-huh. And and then I would also make uh, I, I would make some kind of crescent roll or uh, a pizza dough snake. Because those are super easy to do, and you could oh, you could have a lot of fun with that. And then Uh, you could use you know tomato sauce for some blood. I mean, I think that could actually be pretty fun. I I would rapey bits. So how are you going to do that for your meal? (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. I would probably that's not going in. I would I would have a pizza shaped like a wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that. You know that could work. You could have a cheese wheel. There you go. You could do brie. There Except for instead of eating it, you have to push it around and let other people eat it. That's what you do with brie. So I feel like that's the last brie totally is gone, You can stand there and go. My whole life was meaningless up to this point because that's what I figured that 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 was the whole interesting. I'm watching it. Actually, and go, actually, I'm that guard, wait. And they're wondering about his life choices. Wait, actually, actually, I think what you do is it's the the person who consumes the last of the brie. Is crowned king <laughs> for no reason. Just... For no reason. Well, you finished the brie, so you sure. earned it. You yeah. finished the brie. Yep. And you, you murdered everybody else in the house. Finished the brie. I, I I think that that's. I I feel like that's fair. I, I don't think you can say debris. <laughs> debris. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the script. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, I, I think that could actually work. Yeah, that could totally work. You notice there's some films that we can talk about and we can, as bad as they are, we can find things that are good in it. And this film... I think I found one nice thing to say, which was the opening scene. And even then... It's, it's so funny because, again, because this film, we definitely, we don't watch this, right? But the second Conan... We, I think we probably watch that once a year. It always comes on either really? Sundance or IFC or one of them, and and I have no problem watching the second one to laugh at it and really and I and I don't mean to laugh at it like to mock it. I mean like it's actually funny. It's just stupid fun. But the original Conan, it it's too serious to make it fun. Yeah. It's too weird and like I don't know, like you said, skeevy. It's too. It's got too many crazy things in it that just make you go, "Yeah, okay, no." Yeah, like what the hell are you thinking? At least, at least in the second one, you, John Grace Bilius, is in there, the and the I, I, I could watch her. 
I just I like the presence of that character as stupid as the character was. I really like the presence of that character. But that's the second one. It's not, the the first one just didn't and there wasn't even you know the other thing is uh, uh, unless you're talking about how the queen gets Conan to participate, which is ridiculous anyway. There was really nothing from the first one that even with the characters coming back that helped to give it a sense of continuity. You could see Conan as a second movie and it would stand all by itself with no problem. You don't need to see the first movie to know what's happening in the second at all. And you don't even have to watch the first film to know what's happening in the first film. Well, you usually don't, actually. Big dumb, big dumb men hack his way through people. The so, so I have to amend Movies Make the Meal then on that because in some ways I think that a huge amount of liquor before you watch the movie might be in order. Yes, because if it can make you pass out before the opening credits are finished, you got it. Oh, you, can, wow. you can watch that film. You, Conan will be your cup of tea. Because if you can fall asleep just after Conan's mom dies, you don't need to see the rest. Well, you make up get, and the credits are rolling. Oh, I don't feel good. No, get to the wheel. Just get to the <sighs> like, wheel. I know, because I really feel bad for the guy who's you know, sitting on top of that wheel watching these people. Because I don't. He has job gonna... security. But it's a pointless job. I mean, you think day <laughs> in and day out. You think their their lot in life is terrible where they're pushing this thing. Hey, at least they're doing something. He's standing watching them do that. I mean, that guy has got no pride in himself. He's like, who's going to volunteer to do the most pointless, useless job in the group? Oh, that'll be me. I'll do it. Okay. What do I do? Stand on top of this wheel and watch these guys push it around. Oh, what do we do? What are we getting with the wheel? Nothing. They're just pushing a wheel around. You know, maybe it was punishment for doing a bad job someplace else. <laughs> and then your punishment, watch the wheel. Oh, God, no, wait. How long until the last one leaves? How old are the ones? Oh, five or six, the average age. Oh, they'll all die before they're like 10, right? Because of rickets and malnourishment. They're, no, they're going to grow up to be big, beefy men and. At least one of them will, and he'll be pushing that wheel for 20, maybe, 30 years. Look, maybe oh, maybe Conan ate all the other ones, and maybe that's, that's how why they're got. all disappearing. Wow. Yes, how he that's how he's strapped to the wheel. I guess when they thought when they when they collapsed, he would like you know they drop him off, and he would kind of grab one of them. Or... Maybe that explains why there was no magic left, because there was magic involved in him getting all of that together. So that like, yeah, by the end of the film, get, there was nothing left. Yeah, To get that beefy, he has to eat a lot of protein, and there was nothing. He's pushing a wheel. That does not make you instantly big, bulky man that basically breaks your back and destroys you. That 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 is definitely the weirdest premise of the entire movie, how he got the way he was. That is the weirdest and, thing. And, and somebody thought that was a brilliant idea. It's like, well, if we push him, he's pushing this wheel. That means he's building up his muscles, and this will make him big. It's like, no, it, that's not how you build muscles. It's not just – Arnold also, will tell you. He ate a lot while he yeah, was, I was just You say, need to put this in to get that energy to bulk up like that. You cannot just simply – push a wheel it's really with a lot of resistance and you will turn into a big giant bulky man right i was just gonna say isn't there a whole lot of irony in the fact that the bodybuilder yep. is the one who plays the character that basically turns into yeah no there's something something really strange about that yeah like like what would really happen to the person is he would be stooped over his back would be all shot because he's 
the muscles that he that were building up on him that what would build up would be in that position of pushing right because he's constantly having to put all that force in so his back muscles would be all messed up he'd be like walking around like this really hunched over freak um with these weird legs and yeah so he'd look more like the uh more like the cave troll from lord of the rings close close except for not as big yeah except for more like uh gollum wow Hmm. well that wouldn't have made a very sexy movie was this a sexy movie well i'm just saying i think they thought it was clearly yeah, you know. Hey, at least at least the witch thing was consensual. Before he oh, threw her in the fire. That's still that's that that scene still messes me up. It still messes me up. It's Even not all these years it, later, it still well, messes it, it's, me okay, up. Okay, hold on. Let's. What, what is it about it that messes you up? Is it I him throwing her into the fire, or I don't know exactly. Into a, a monster, which is like I guess that's sort of um, that's sort of like a. Uh, symbol uh yeah so like symbology here of uh the bad dates i think is what the writer was going for <laughs> you know you're out there you find this girl you you take her home or she takes you home and you're a little drunk and then suddenly as you're sobering up you realize who you're with you're like oh my god <laughs> and so this is from the coyote morning we are now your arm up tonight what was i thinking that, oh my god! That, that scene symbolizes that. That actually hurts. I mean, that act that physically. It's not, hurts. it's not a good thing to say about women, but I don't think this film really has anything good to say about women. I mean, no, hey, it doesn't. It has nothing good to say. Was a uh, plain face was uh, she had no character, but at least she was sort of a hey, I'm doing my own thing, going strong. I'm not stupid enough to kill the snake. I was going to actually, you know be thiefy and, and stealthy, but you guys do your thing. The, the, there's there's also the whole, that, that love story made no sense to me. Oh, yeah, all. because he's got no personality. There's, I mean, why did she even fall in love with him in the first place? What, maybe what, she what? didn't. Maybe this was just a purely, you know, her getting her thing. And he's the closest thing around. She had either him or porn stash. Uh, uh, what was it? It's a Sonny Bono there. Sudoku? Yeah, Sudoku. <laughs> Sunny, Sunny Doko. Because he had oh that God. Sunny Bono hairstyle. And I, I think that was, you know, she was like, okay, I got this or this as, you know, these are the guys that no matter what happens, if I can't find anybody at the end of the night, I got these two. Well, I got Conan. And that was it. So she's just, you know, keeping him along just so she can get her needs met. But she died for him. I don't think so. I think it was just that she happened to fall into the wrong place while that arrow was flying. She didn't go leaping towards it, you know. She kind of just she got it in the back. Remember? Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know. For some reason, I thought she actually... sacrificed herself. Yeah, or something. Uh, you know what? It's it's foggy on me. All I remember is the whole idea of a snake being drawn out into an arrow and then shot being the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I do remember that. Yeah, and going. And then they pull it out of her back, and it's still stiff. It's like, what? what? Did that? Did is that, that did... magic? Is is that magic in this? Well, I can make a snake stiff, and then did, I can shoot it like that... an arrow. Wow! But did, but did that make the arrow? Magic. Did it make the arrow? Uh, did it make it 
like did was there better marksmanship attached to it well, because, yeah, because it was a snake, snake magic it's snake magic like, that's all you need to know it's ooh. more deadly and more accurate apparently than an arrow you got snake magic it's like i got a quiver the, the, here no hold on i gotta grab this snake and straighten that sucker out <laughs> fire it <laughs> wow that's uh, some fantastic snake magic you got there sir is, uh, is it so it could be venomous Am I just asking I questions that just you're have asking no questions? Yeah. I'm asking questions because the writer didn't ask these questions when he wrote it. He didn't think about these things. He thought snake arrow. Yeah, that's way to go, me. Yeah, did a good job. Yeah, yeah, I wrote something fantastic. People will remember for life. This is the this is the this is the scene that I will be remembered for. James Earl Jones <laughs> takes snake, turns it into an arrow, and fires it. See, I, but I can definitely see some person writing that going, oh, my God, this is going to be so amazing. People yeah, are just going John to Milius. go, whoa. Yeah, it was John Milius. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. He was probably holding a gun while he was typing that, too. Ugh. Seriously, the, the, there's just something so insidiously awful about some of the uh, the – ham-handedness in it, i mean the dialogue alone is bad enough but there mm -hmm. there are things that happen in this movie that <clears throat> really make you wonder i actually thought originally when i first saw this and and then had reflection time on it as i got older whether more than one person wrote this because it seemed so fragmented or, or, or they took a bunch of treatments and just glued the pages together i think i mean you gotta think about it they might have had more dialogue for conan they got arnold schwarzenegger whose english was suspect at best and they said shit rewrite everything all the other characters except for the main character have to be where the dialogue is at anything that's intricate or requires some explanation or that is supposed to be remotely intelligent we have to give to all the other characters. And that's how that, so I'm, I'm assuming maybe the first few drafts, Conan is saying some wicked stuff where you're going, okay, you know, he's a barbarian, but he's intelligent. He sort of knows what he's doing. He's crafty. He's smart. Uh, he's tough. He, he's everything. And then they said, we got Arnold Schwarzenegger and they said, okay, who's this guy? He's an Austrian bodybuilder. He was in pumping iron and, and Turkey's goes bananas. And he, um, it's, uh, <laughs> He's uh, got a thick accent, and this is this is like you have to realize this is in America in the seventies and eighties because movies made in the the late early eighties, and this is when they took Mad Max and dubbed all of the actors with American actors because they figured that Australian accent would be too unintelligible for the American audience. So when you've got this Austrian guy coming in, they're going, okay, yeah, you know, we got away with Sylvester Stallone's mumbling. I don't think we can get this by the audience. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's mumbling. Oh my god. Yeah. So so they had to they had to do a massive rewrite. I'm I'm guaranteed they had to do a massive rewrite to give all the dialogue to the other characters. So you know I, 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 I even more dumb than he 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 is in this film. I, I, I wanted to uh, just while we're on the topic talking about this stupid movie. Go ahead. I, Sorry. I just uh, while we're while we are on the topic of of how this stuff happens, right? I, I want to say that 
in 2018, there were a couple of movies that came out which used the same weird formula as as this kind of which is like really no formula right and 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 assumed that just because people wanted to see a movie that that they would forgive any of the any any of the plot any of the things that just don't make sense just trust us this is how it's supposed to be and and you mean typical hollywood film these days oh my gosh it's just it's like it's rampant now as much as I wanted, because I, you know, have this love affair with the actor, as much as I wanted to be like, oh, yeah, okay, a new Scorpion King is coming out, I couldn't understand what was going on in the movie. It was so, it, it, it was stitched together with the kind of, like, I don't even know what to say about it. it. I can't even say it was stitched together. I feel like somebody just took scotch tape and said, well, here, maybe this will work here, and maybe this will work here, and let's just throw in some kind of was, being. And you oh. think it was bad for you as as a viewer? Uh, imagine you're the editor of this thing, and if it's you know everything's thrown together by committee, and then the producers are coming in saying, "No, add this. We need this. Oh, we can't have this scene. You can't change this around. Hey, do something about this scene to make it less this, and we need to get make sure we're getting this rating." And, oh, by the way. Uh, studies show that in China they like to see this thing here so make sure this is put in the film I don't care how you do it do it and you're the uh, editor and having to take that and all the notes added and everything else and then throw a film together nowadays it's it's a wonder any of these films uh, come out looking good I, I feel bad for the actors because I'm sure that they do not go into this thinking that they are going to make a a really awesome, horrible B movie. No, I, I just, I don't, I mean, I, I can't imagine that. And no. I, you can feel that people are giving a lot to a performance that is clearly just never going to go anywhere. Well, and it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, um, there's this movie called uh, Warcraft did that for me, by the way. I'll take it to the other side, the the cheapest side there. You've got the Neil Breen films that are out there. I don't know if you've seen any of those. And if not, we have to double down. Um, I am here. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So they're just awful. But everybody in there, and these people are not actors by any shape of the matches, are doing this because A, there's two things going on. A, they want to be part of something like I'm going to make a movie. Let's all make a movie. This is great. Oh, I get to be in a movie. You know, and they, there's a lack of self-awareness that that's in the director, writer, actor. But even in the people that are doing the role, they don't realize that A, the material they have is not good, and B, the talent they have is lacking that you can't just make up for it by pointing a camera and 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 trying as hard as you can i mean as much as i sometimes like to slag uh actors there is definitely a talent in an act uh, a skill to you know portraying somebody in a way that comes off as realistic that comes off not looking like a stiff weird like what everybody does when they act who doesn't have any talent um but that's that's sort of that's the bottom end of it. Then you take it up higher, and some people with moderate talent are doing the same thing. They're still producing crap, and they don't realize it because a 
some of these people have studied and some of these people have been working as actors, you know, quote unquote actors. So they've been in commercials without speaking parts or they've been extras or whatever. And then they get the chance and, or maybe they've been in enough TV shows and everything with a couple of lines here and there that they can, yeah, I've got, I've got this skill. I'm an actor. I get paid to do this job. And then they get put into a major thing. And then all of a sudden it's like the lack of talent and the lack of direction shows. And it's, you know, it's rare. We have to, you know, praise the really good films because it's rare. If you think about every year, most of the films that are being produced, especially now you got stuff that are going direct to streaming and everything else, are garbage. Are are and and not just fun. Like we we at least there's films we watch that are fun, right? Most of it is unwatchable garbage. Most films that come out and go, especially this time of year right now, this is the garbage dumping season. January, February. This is where you go to the theater. If you go to the theater expecting to see anything worth watching, you've been conned again and you don't remember last year because nothing that is released at this time of the year is worth watching. Nothing. You go to the theater, you're going to see garbage, crap, and stuff that was made three or four years ago that they can finally release and say, okay, let's just finally get this off the books. Let's just throw it together and throw it on the screen. And that, that's the majority of, of films that are being produced. But it, but, that, but, it, but I mean, there, there's a certain, like you said, you know, and part of what I think we is sort of uh, the fun part of cinema du fromage, right? Is, is some of the movies, most of the movies actually that we watch, actually uh, there is something kind of cool underneath, right? There's a veneer yeah. of something well, uh, that's the entertaining. Yeah, because sometimes it could be just the idea that's behind the movie, and sometimes that's a good leaping point, and that, that somewhere technically they failed. Or it's, and they're not all bad films. The stuff we watch are just cheesy films. They're not necessarily, oh, this is an awful film. Like, right. Westworld is not an awful film. Westworld is a cheesy film because it doesn't date as well, but there's had some very interesting ideas and some stuff on it that did that were really was interesting and made it entertaining. Um and that's the thing. If it's entertaining, it's usually because there's either decent ideas behind it or something that has failed in such a bad way that it's fun to watch. The, see, um, that – okay, so that's the difference between Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. And yeah. Because I'm totally not saying that Conan the Destroyer is any better of a film in the sense that it's – you're not going to get any – there's no – a tick up in cinematic quality or anything right. but it is a it is a more entertaining film because at least they it's like they threw caution to the wind and said you know if this movie is going to be about magic let's just make it be about magic i mean let's you know w there's no point in in doing this halfway that that's when as opposed to the idea where they should have said there's no point in doing this yeah well stop know. there yeah, they, they should have. I, I, yeah, yeah, we got we made money on the last one. Let's see what we can squeeze out of this one. Okay, but but 2018 was just filled with those kinds of. I don't know whether it's just that now that I have Direct TV, I'm starting to see stuff go direct to video on demand, and so I'm more aware of it. Yeah, because now now traditionally, like this was the season for dumping your garbage. Now you can dump it onto your Netflix or any streaming channel. Uh, 
uh, Prime, uh, Amazon Prime video. Uh, there's a lot of garbage on that. And it's a lot of stuff that's dumped. It's like, we need content. Uh, we'll pay for this. What is it? Um, it's a remake of uh, Mary Poppins with androids and pterodactyls. Good. So, uh, we'll so, so, you know, a really good example of this, it, which, which is along, uh, oddly along the Conan line, is uh, Netflix did uh, uh, a one shot with Chris Pine in it. Um, and see, it's so memorable. I can't even remember the name. Oh, but it, Chris. <laughs> it's ugh, yeah. At least I remember Chris. It it, it was the uh, he's he's the king. It it's during a time when there's like the succession. It's it's supposed to be what really happened with the William Wallace thing, right? Okay. Where you have uh kind of the the, the you've got Scotland and England, and things are sort of broiling. Uh, mm. And you've got militia forming, and the, and it and it could have been a really good idea to cinematically unfold in front of you, and instead it is insipid dialogue that mm -hmm. doesn't go anywhere, and this ridiculous story that, of what I think they're trying to say is like a love story that feels like it's got zero depth, and it ruins everything that could have potentially been okay about that movie because they pay attention to all the wrong things and mm -hmm. similarly in conan the, if they had done even a tenth of what they should have done to the source material it might have walked away being a little bit better but <laughs> a small it, bit the source material is not great just a teeny bit just a teeny bit I mean, the source <clears throat> film was beloved by some people, but uh, those kind of people are in uh, those Reddit groups that you just avoid nowadays. Um, yeah, that were so, they're hiding underground. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, I'm not going to say which groups, but we know. <laughs> I can think of a couple. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, milady, I'll show you how the door with my sword. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> He tips his fedora knowingly and winks. You know, you know, go, you know, going back to the let's see how much money we can just milk out of every single thing. Do you remember yeah. when? Uh, do you remember when Rome? Everything Rome was a thing. Oh yeah, and Rome was a great series. I was so sad when they they finished after the second season. And, and then, and then a whole bunch of movies sort of tried to be movies. Really tried to copy some of that success and. Without knowing of, what the reason it was yeah. for. Yeah, and that's, yeah, exactly. That, that is the biggest problem with most films nowadays, is they, or especially remakes, they say, okay, let's take this film. What is it? And they look superficially at it and they go, what? This is successful. What about it? Oh, it's set in Roman times. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do you got in Roman times? Uh, gladiators. Okay. We'll have a bunch of gladiators and, um, and some Caesars and, and, and uh, we'll have intrigue, but we won't write it well. And we won't have any kind of depth to our characters. And we'll just throw it out there. And there you go. And it's like, uh, it's like, um, it's like watching Game of Thrones. The first oh, don't, seasons, don't diss on Game of Thrones. Seasons, the first few seasons when it was based on the source material, which was you know, well-written, interesting plots and characters. Great. As soon as they ran out of the source material and took over, 
it's like a bunch of fan fiction that suddenly goes, okay, what is really good about the the first seasons? Well, there's unexpected deaths. Okay, let's write some unexpected deaths. Uh, there's uh, magic and dragons. Yes, let's do that. Okay, magic and dragons. Okay, uh, here we go. And oh, zombies. Yeah, and let's let's have it where they go and they capture the zombie to bring it back. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, we've had like five seasons of people making their way down south. Seasons, years and years. And in one episode, they fly there and back. And I'm like, going, what the hell is this crap? And why is this plot? This plot makes no sense. This is garbage. People are now doing things for no reason. And why is this guy living when he should have never survived that? And oh, and well, that's what happened. You, okay. You've got good source material and you've got intelligent writing and you're basing it on something where it's based on character actions and everything else. That makes good stories. If you've got interesting characters and all the actions that come seem to come from the characters so that the motivations, everything makes sense. You get a good film out of that. If you have characters doing things for the sake of doing things, then you get crap. See, I, I actually am on board with that because the, I was a, a huge fan. I shouldn't this is going to totally make me seem like a complete dork, but I, I really liked the, uh, the sicky stack house, Southern mysteries, right? I read them a long time ago. I actually read them when I got sick because I was just down for like a, a couple of weeks and I had nothing to do. So I just read them one right after the other. And well, I liked them. Feverish. They were fun. They were, they were silly, but they were fun. Okay. And yeah. then the, so then when HBO was going to make true blood, I got super excited about the whole idea. Like, wow, you know, this could actually be really fun. And the moment that they veered away from, the source what was right they created the whole vampire league the the i don't know whatever that stupid council and it just got so ridiculous yeah. because and, they always think more is better and sometimes I, you know, it's not i'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna i'm gonna wait wait i'm gonna i'm gonna say that actually i think that what happens more often than not is that writers and uh, god forgive me right i i I'm trying to do this myself. I've got three in various stages of completion, which I really would like to finish. But there comes a point when even I recognize that my own hubris in what I think is intelligent awesomeness is really just a cry for help. It's really just a time to sit back and go, wait a minute. This is, no, this is contrived. It doesn't, it doesn't even sit right. And I, I just get this feeling from a whole lot of writers, not all of them, but a whole lot of them, that they think that they are being so clever. Mm -hmm. And that cleverness does not translate to the screen. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? I'm, I, well, I does, mean, I'm not does. dissing on writers as in general because, I, I mean, that would be really well, bad for me. Sometimes, sometimes the best writers are the ones who know when to stop themselves. They know they they edit themselves heavily, so they'll go so far. And I'm sure even in their first drafts, they went off on these weird tangents. And then they go back and they say, "Wait a minute, what is the core of the story?" And then they pare it down to that, and that's what makes a good story or a good book. Because uh, I find I love to write too, but uh, there's not a single thing that's probably ever going to get published by me because it's because uh, I start and then I go and then I think, "Oh wait, this would be good," and then I go on these tangents. And next thing I know, I don't have an ending in sight, and it's just going on forever. And I was like, "Okay, wait a minute." Now, what would have been, uh, you know, if it were a short story, like, you know, 30 pages has now become 300 and it's gone nowhere. 
and I thought I was being, and it's like, oh, I've just wasted all this time because I went on these bizarre tangents into nowhere, and I got, oh, wait, I'll add this, and I'll add that, and it's like, and that's what happens with um, bad writing is where you just don't know when to stop yourself and go, okay, what is the core of the story, and does this serve that purpose? Or am I just writing for the sake of writing? And now I'm no longer uh, doing, you know, serving the story well. Well, and, and that's in, in, in film, especially, right? Because in TV series, they're, I, I, well, you're it's just a different you're animal, filled, right? You're fill time is basically. But, but in a movie, there is no excuse to me. There is no excuse not to be both as concise with your scene building as possible and as really picky which is something that 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 feels like it was completely within the purview to happen back when conan was made because if i look at other movies around the same time not conan movies but movies that were just good at the same time there were good movies Oh, yeah, there, there, were. there was excellent writing happening around said, that time. But as I said, there were a lot, of, there were tons and tons of bad movies that came out that year that you haven't seen or don't know about because they were that awful. Clearly. Um, I'm thinking, uh, if I want to think of something, 1988, um, a movie came out that, uh, so that was the 100th anniversary of the Jack the Ripper murders. And a movie came out, and I remember seeing it, and I'm going, you know, no one ever talks about this because it was so awful. It was called Jack is Back. And it had nothing to do with the, the Ripper murders. They basically said, hey, let's tack on this, and we'll, because it's the 100th anniversary of Jack the Ripper, we could put a film together. And it was a terrible, terrible, horrible mystery murder that was just awful. And I remember it only because I was so angry at spending money in the theater to see it. Um, wow. But it's one of those films that I don't think anybody has ever heard of or talked about because it was so bad. It came, it went, it was gone. And I probably watched it in January too. Now that I think about it. So, ugh. but that's the thing. There are tons of movies. And I think everybody's had that experience where they've seen this one movie that nobody knows what you're talking about. I mean, we all go to see the blockbusters because right. we're all supposed to, but there are a lot of films that people go to see that uh, let's go see this is kind of interesting. And it turns out it was just garbage and you go, Oh, but nowadays they're doing it in their own home. So or if, if, you, if you're going on Netflix and you're watching something, and you go, "Oh, that was the worst piece of garbage ever." And or if if you're like me, sometimes you'll <clears throat> you'll watch certain actors or actresses because because you like them. But just because you like the actor or actress, it does not guarantee <clears throat> that what you're going to see them in is going to be good. And that is yeah. the, to me that is a it, it, it's not just a huge problem like overall. It's it, it goes to show that a lot of this comes down to something that is outside of their ability to control. You cannot yeah. control bad source material. It's a it's a collaborative uh, thing. So for a movie to go wrong, everybody's going wrong somewhere in that movie. It's very rare that you'll find a movie where the acting is just amazing and the script is amazing, but somehow the editing is ruined it, or the lighting was wrong, or the the direction was kind of wrong, but everything else was amazing. It's a collaborative purpose, uh, a project that every piece is off somewhere, and that's where you get, or or there's no real effort to make something good. They're just trying to make something, so they're churning out a film. Um, and Attack of the Killer Donuts. I never heard of it. 
but okay. Oh, God. Okay, this is the third time that I've brought that up and somebody hasn't heard about it. Man. Uh, I know Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, well, you know, That's think about favorite. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, but make them donuts. How come we didn't add that to our list, by the way? I would Attack of the Killer Return, Tomatoes? Actually, it would be Return of the Killer Tomatoes, starring uh, John Austin and George Clooney. That was good. That was it actually was. really good. It was actually funny. and It was. It was. It, uh, and it's got one of my favorite scenes, uh, meta scene, where they're talking about uh, how they're run out of movie uh, money for the movie, and they start doing product placement. And it is so funny to watch young George Clooney sitting there talking, and he's sitting at it. He's got his chair turned this way, and he's holding a, a can of Coke, so you can see the label. The guy turns his chair to face him, and he makes sure he turns his hand in an awkward way, so the label's still facing <laughs> the camera. It's a, that is a funny joke. That, that that was good. I I remember that. That was good. Yeah, we should we def, we should definitely put that on a list. But uh, yeah, maybe for season three, uh, four. That would be season four. That would be season four. By the way, Kente has been strangely quiet this entire time. I He's probably I, falling asleep. I'm not. I'm kind of wondering. Yeah. I'm, well, you know, see, here's the thing. When we talk about Conan we're guaranteed to put somebody to sleep. So apparently the casualty this time was Kite. Yeah, well, we're running out of time. He's supposed to wrap this thing up to go on to the next uh, next bit. Hmm. So, well, you know, we, that's his job. He's supposed we, to be moving things along. We we have we have 10 minutes and I think uh, I it, I'm not sure who's next. It, Shannon, are you next? I'm I'm wondering if Shannon is next actually, but I'm not sure. Yep. Okay, so oh, there so, you go. So, so Shannon for Shannon can pick things up and move them to the next room when when she's ready. But w- one one quick thing, I just wanted to say, yep. I, I think that this season of Cinema du Fromage is going to be really fun. Based oh. on the the based on the choices, I, I really think we've got some fun time. Do you have the list, by the way, in front of you that you could I, rattle off? I, I don't. I don't have the list in front of me, uh, but I, I, I maybe, there's some I maybe good ones. There's some my... gems. Oh yeah. No, I, we picked some good ones and there's some that I haven't even seen. Oh, hold on. I just, I, I know you didn't see the car. No, I have not. <laughs> you're going to hate me. You're going to, you're going to go. Oh, you know, God, every time Jen. you make a pick, every time you make a pick, sorry, I had to answer a text for work stuff, but every time you make a pick, yeah, I, I, I learned to hate you a little bit more. <laughs> just, just putting that out there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of feeling... I'm trying to see if I can find the, the list here from because I'm sure we have it here somewhere. Uh, I'm sort of we feeling were... like now at this point, that's kind of my job. My job is to basically be like the movie choice foil. <laughs> oh, you do that. Oh, boy. Hold on. I... I oh. No, yeah, it. no, it's it, it's good. It's all good. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm totally you keep talking right. while I try to find that list. I, I can. That's keep your that job mantle. right now. I can keep the mantle of being the 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 purveyor of uh of the worst of the worst. <clears throat> I get it. It's it's totally no, fine. No, no, not the worst of the worst. But yeah, I still can't forgive you for uh, burnt offerings. <laughs> I, as much as I hate Conan, I hate that film so much more. Oh, 
with pancake face and but okay but but it's memorable so it's indelibly burned into yeah, your psyche good now thing. so is like having a third degree burn or having a digit removed that's memorable too but it's not something you want to go you know what i i, I like remembering <laughs> that happened wow i i, I think i've just been compared to a torture Remember that kid in fourth grade kicked me so hard between the legs that I, I threw up? I remember that too. But you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll never end, that memory. Oh. You're waving. Why are you waving? So, I'm lost. So, so okay, so... Sorry, I'm so still tired. The, 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 I, I don't, although I don't have the list, I do... I know we're starting with Rollerball. Right, we the we James Con version, not the remake, the original, which is, which is one of my favorites. And I'm rooting for that one to to make it to the end, but I doubt it. But I because the first film always gets the worst treatment. It does seem that way. So we should put the car as the first movie. Now that I think about it, hey, so we can beat that one up and then move on and and get a little less uh, mean. Don't be setting up my my <laughs> poor movie for insta failure. Okay, I will. <laughs> Besides, I can think of I can think of recipes for movies I just, with the meal for rollerball. I don't know about doing the car. I'm gonna I'm gonna really struggle on that one. Retire stew. There you go. Hey, uh, we had someone ask, and uh, here's a good thing to, to to chat about for a few minutes here. Godfather three, hit or miss? Ooh, that's a tough one. No, it's not. It's not tough at all. Godfather three. If there was no Godfather one or two, would be an okay gangster film otherwise it's a waste of time stop with godfather 2 and leave it there See, I, I liked godfather 3 but i almost liked it as Why? like its own standalone entity well okay wait what parts of godfather 3 did you think were worth I, watching I, I think i think i think exactly what you just said i think it's the nostalgia of going back and sort of exper- re-experiencing godfather and... 1 and 2 no, no. If you want the, to experience Godfather one and two, you watch Godfather one and two. You don't watch this horrible film with bad acting and terrible design, it, and character choices. It, it, and, it was bad acting. And, it it uh, was. And and even worse, none of the characters made any sense because they weren't the same. I know it's supposed to be. Oh, it's twenty years later. They changed. But there is no way that Connie would go from where she was by the end of Godfather two to being I am. Lady Macbeth all of a sudden. It's like, where does that come from? You know what? That's a discussion unto itself now. It's a, it, but, it, it's definitely one of those. It, it, it's Well, I shouldn't say it's and, controversial. And, and Angie, it's yes, not really it controversial. Michael Corleone, it was also the death of any chance that that franchise was ever going to go anywhere after that. because And it shouldn't have been a franchise. I think the sequel was uh, like, oh, really? You want to do a sequel? That? But it was. I thought it was a superior film. But it told the story that you need to tell. You didn't need to go further than that. Yeah, that's true. I, I do I mean, agree that that's was, true. There was nothing said in Godfather 3 that needed to be said. That's why I'm saying that it, it's kind of like, it, it, to me, it was just like revisiting sort of the memories. That was, Francis, that was Francis Ford Coppola saying, okay, I've had nothing but a string of garbage films since Apocalypse Now. And because Apocalypse Now was his probably his greatest film. And it broke him. As a director, I don't think he could ever top that. And that film, if you watch Hearts of Darkness, you can see it literally destroyed him mentally. 
um, making that film, and it was pure genius. And then at the end, um, he put out a bunch of mediocre, weird stuff and some experimental stuff that didn't quite work, and Godfather 3. And I saw that in the cinema, and I remember watching going, oh, finally I see a Godfather film in the cinema, and I was so disappointed by the end of it. Oh, see, and I didn't see it in the cinema. I, I actually saw it at home. We rented it. So maybe that's what, so even more time had gone by because movies didn't used to come straight out. They used to take a long time for them to come out. I I think the only thing that I I enjoyed that movie was when um, uh, Coppola's daughter got shot. Sorry, I spoiled it, but it doesn't matter. It's a terrible film. Don't watch it. Stop it, Godfather (laughs) 2. It's a terrible film. Don't watch it. It is. It's not a good film. There's a couple of interesting moments, but overall it's terrible. Like for one thing, the one thing they did in the first two movies is like, no Italian stereotypes, no Italian stereotypes. And in Godfather 3, they've got Tuco himself to come in and do the worst Italian stereotype. And they're like, cheese. And what's that? I was like, what the hell are you doing? Olive oil. It, it, it was very, yeah, it was not well acted. I, it would have been as bad as it. It would have been as bad as if in the first Godfather they actually went with what the direct uh, the producer said and had Robert Redford play uh, Michael Corleone. Oh, that was what the producers originally well what the producers uh, originally wanted. What the studio wanted was a to make it modern, so set in the seventies, uh, and have Robert Redford as Michael Corleone. Oh, Andrew wants and to that know film whether would have been, where are they now? They would never no, no. Sorry, go ahead. Angie wants to know whether it's better to watch Godfather 3 or Batman versus Superman. That's a tough call. Well, I didn't uh, get seasick. Some, I didn't get some... seasick watching Godfather 3. So I'm going with Godfather 3 because yeah, I got seasick watching great, Batman great, versus some, Superman. Some, the cinematography and everything, like the, uh, the, the visuals are really nice in Godfather 3. They're just totally wasted on a bad plot and terrible acting. So it's a tough, that's a tough call. It really is. But I don't know. Batman versus Superman. At least they've got that one thing you'll never forget. Why did you see Martha? <laughs> what a great way to turn a character around. <laughs> and to be honest, I do like watching super beings smashing each other into walls. This, uh, except for in Man of Steel. That got a bit much and I got bored after a while. you got to have the right amount of smashing you know, super beings into walls and, and floors and ceilings and smashing them into space. That's a tough call. I, I never I was never tired of Batman and Superman until Batman versus Superman. And then I was done with them both. Uh, you know what though? The sad thing is there was bits in that movie that, that could have worked. I think Ben Affleck would have made a very interesting Batman. I think he had a good look and interesting take on the character as an older, you know, grizzled kind of um, you know, Dark Knight Returns kind of Batman to which they were going for. And not in this film. Have they taken him? Because he, he does some of the best stuff in this film, except for that scene. Some of his stuff is really good. His Bruce Wayne is very interesting. It looks like he's trying to detect. Um, but it's like, yeah. Except for, you know, when he you know has to punch tires and everything to get strong enough to beat Superman. Because, you know, that's how exercise. It's like the wheel in Conan. Mm-hmm. The tires. Punching, punching tires is like that wheel in Conan. It makes you super strong. Agreed. Hey, we got one minute left, so that means yep. uh, Kente should have jumped in by now. But, you know, hey, who needs him for this show? 
Shannon, are you queued up for the next room? Because we'll be taking it over there. And hopefully you folks uh, enjoyed what we had done here. And watch Cinema de Fromage. We're going to do Cinema de Fromage uh, coming up in this year. I don't know when we're starting. Probably March, do you figure? The, I, I'm not I'm not 100% sure, but someplace around there. Someplace around there. Hey, I'll do what Kenty does. Where can people get a hold of you? Uh, and what and your you know all the social media stuff and everything that you do. <laughs> well, if you really want to find me, if you really want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at following bliss one, and can hop over to my website at moviesmakethemeal.com. That's that's about it for me right now. Okay, and for me, uh, I got a new website up with a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Professor Psycho's moviemadhouse.com. Uh, I've just finally got that started up. Uh, it's got a bunch of movies and some shorts and some podcasts and stuff. If you want to be interested, uh, go there and see what kind of garbage I create. Nice. And with that, I think we can take it away to the next place. And thanks for listening, watching stuff. Are we done? <laughs> Let's see. Because now I'm just staring into space. Oh, it's still recording. Well, oh, okay. Welcome back to hour three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Kente, we're left so hanging. Yes. We'll 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 uh, we'll do a deep dive into Conan the Barbarian costuming. No, we will not. We are not going to discuss Conan <laughs> ever again. That movie has ceased to exist in my mind. The last thing I need is uh, Conan. <clears throat> more Conan in your life. Yeah, no more Conan. Not even Conan O'Brien. Nothing. No. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> Conan in it. Arthur Conan Doyle. I don't care anymore. You're you're out. You don't exist. Sherlock yeah, Holmes. You know, fun fact. I have a cat named Conan. Doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him that. He's gonna probably have an How existential can you tell crisis. That which does not exist. That it does not exist. <clears throat> That's a Schrodinger's cat issue, isn't it? Wow. Sort of. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to break it to him. I'm just not. I'll just ignore him, and we'll see what happens. And now, uh, please say the other guys are running now, because I mean we're in that awkward state right now where we're kind of still babbling with nothing to say. <laughs> it's like I, the end of a bad date. Uh, yeah, it's nice to see you too. Well, um, I got to get up in the morning and go somewhere. Wow. That, work? I, I, I find that actually sort of offensive. <laughs> I don't mean that about you. I'm just talking about in general that awkward <laughs> stage where you know you're going to finish things and you don't know how to do it. You're fine. I keep talking to you, so it's okay. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, you could have left the chat a long time ago. Absolutely. That would have been really awkward. I could have gone right now and just, you're on your own. Oh, keep them entertained. Hmm. How do we find out if they're on now? Let's see. Uh, well, it says no one's here, so who's here? No one. So did they move to the other room? I can't double check this on my computer. On my phone, it will make me leave the chat to do it. Okay. Um, well, <clears throat> well, you're on Skype, though. No, I'm not. I called directly oh. in this time. 
Oh, clever, because uh, we're going to leave Kente here just hanging. Uh, yeah, the last thing I see from Kente is this show, and I don't know what's going on. Let's see. But nobody's responding, and nobody's in the room. Well, they, so they could move. just take over. I mean, they could take over in this slot, right? That's I guess. true. But they've all left the room, so I'm assuming somebody has opened up... Uh, but I, I see somebody just come in. Tracy J. Uh, for those who are here, uh, we think the other show has started, and we don't know, it'll, and so we're stuck here. It'll be know. on the it'll be on the top level of get vocal. I'll check. I'll, oh, I'll if I if it's not, then I'll come right back. Hold on. Okay, so now I'm here by myself, entertaining the world. So you could sit there and watch me stare at the computer for a while, or um, I could cite some sort of a, a poem or something as I wait for Jenna to come back to tell me whether or not we can go because the other show has started because uh, Kente has disappeared. For those who've just tuned in, Kente is MIA. We think he just fell asleep. We're not sure. And so because of that, I'm sitting here talking to myself, by extension talking to you, and filling up time. This is not what I call entertainment, but nothing I do is. So... You've got that. Um, Jenna's going to come back and let me know whether the other show has started. And once we know that, we can go. And if not, we're going to find a different topic to talk about. And hopefully it'll be more interesting than me talking to you right now by myself, which is not interesting in any way, shape, or form. Um, you could watch me text or I could um, show you my fish tank. Oh, this is the only show live. Oh my God, and I'm here by myself. Um, how about if the other uh, hosts jump in and take over from here because we've got two open spots and then I can bail out. Um, I think that's the best way of doing things. So let me see if uh, we could do that because right now this is really embarrassingly bad and I apologize. Um, I don't know any jokes folks, so I'm sorry. And we're locked. Locked by the host. Oh, God. Can't take. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And I'm getting a call from Texas, folks, so you can watch this live as I talk to someone from Texas. Hello? Hey. Hey, what's up? Um, you'd have to re-enter it. Um, because I don't think you can correct, do a modify unless it's, uh, did you just enter it now or is it? No, my, somebody, somebody did it on Friday. It's the wrong trailer. Okay. So if that's the case, put in a new billing and then send an email to, uh, the folks at CN to erase the old one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's e-support at cn.ca. Okay. And so, paper, Michelle, you have my Uh, yeah, yeah. I, as long as we've got enough for tomorrow, we've got like four or five loads for tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. Oh boy, work stuff. Was that interesting? Oh wait, I see something happening. Kente, are you alive? What's going on?